Um, I want to thank you all for coming out to hear the word this morning. I know that there are a lot of things that you can be doing this morning, but instead you came out and you chose to hear the word of God. I know that God appreciates it when you listen to his word. Um, I certainly appreciate it because that's the reason why um, I do this um, podcast is so that I could try and help lead others to Christ. So, you know, I thank you for listening. All right. You know, it's very important that we learn about the Lord. And you do that by studying the word. And and I can't tell you how often, how important, I can't tell you often enough how important it is to study the word of God. Because um, when you study the word of God, you grow closer to him. Not only that, but you grow in the Christian faith and you deepen your relationship with God. All right. It's so important that you study the word. Okay. And a lot of people, you know, they don't, they don't study the word like they should. And because they don't study God's word like they should, they end up falling prey to the devil and they end up being susceptible to Satan because they don't know the word. And when Satan steps in, it's easy to deceive these people that say, oh yes, I'm a Christian. Oh yes, I have salvation. Okay. So it's easy to deceive them and say, well, the word says this and these people just take it. Okay. You say you're a Christian. I'm a Christian. I don't believe the word. I mean, I don't read the word, but since you say it, okay. That's why you have to know the word. Because if you don't, it can be so easy to trick you. All right. I I remember a time there was this one church I used to go to. Right. A long, long time ago. Okay. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I, I used to like this church. I enjoyed this church. Um, it was a good church. All right. But one thing I did have a problem with is that um, every single, every single um, Sunday school, when the pastor would teach. He would say something and he would have a ha- he would have a habit of, OK, when he would be preaching, he would say something and he would say, oh, that's Bible. All right. And then he would say something then he would say it again. Oh, that's Bible. And my mom, <laughs> my mom, she would interrupt and she would say, pastor. Where does that say it? Where does it say that in the Bible? Where does it say that in the Bible? Because my mother, she knows the Bible. All right. 
my mother knows practically the entire Bible word for word. All right. And although I'm not saying that you have to know the Bible word for word, you still have to study the Bible because if you don't study the Bible, all right, every time someone said, oh, that's Bible. Oh, that's Bible. Oh, that's Bible. You know, like a lot of the other people, they can just take it in and say, you're right. Amen. You know, plus, you know, you look at the world that we live in today. And really for anyone, for anyone, it can be very easy to be tricked nowadays or, you know, because this world is full of deceit and it's full of lies and it's full of hatred. All right. And the population of this world, it just seems to be going up. I remember there was a time, um, there was a time not long ago, in fact, when the population of the world was 6 billion people. Now, apparently, um, I don't know how true this is, but um, statistics say that there's 8 billion people. So imagine all that deceit and all that hatred and all those lies going on in this world, okay? And then there's just you. It's so important that you study the word because Satan is out there and he is looking to destroy God's people. He is looking to destroy those who want to serve God and to lie to those people who want to know God. Okay. You know, and with that being said, today, I actually want to, I actually want to talk about that, as a matter of fact, about why it's so important that we read the Bible and how we should read the Bible. All right. Turn with me to the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. You know, one of the reasons why I say that it's so important that we study the word is because you know even for those even for those who who go to church even for those Christians who go to church it's still important that we study the word because you know we go to church and again as i said you know the world can be full of lies all right for instance 
let's say that there is a pastor that is teaching or preaching, okay? And you don't read the word. Now, whether intentionally or unintentionally, this pastor can say the wrong thing, okay? And because you don't read the word, you just take it in. Amen, amen, amen. Meanwhile, the person who does study the word is listening to what this pastor is saying, and they said, amen to what? <laughs> okay, do you know what you're even saying amen to? Because that person doesn't read the Bible or study the Bible. Now, don't be mistaken. I'm not saying that, you know, oh, don't trust the pastor. Don't take the pastor's word for it. Okay, don't take the teacher's word for it. Yes. Okay, that's what they're there for. All right. That's why they're there. That's why they're preaching. That's why they're teaching. All right. You want to take their word for them. Okay. That is their job. Okay, that is what they are called to do. That is what they are called to do. All right, is spread the gospel. So yes, you want to trust them. Okay, still, it is also easy to be misled. Okay, and I'm not saying again. I'm not saying that you know. Um, excuse me. Rather, I should say, I'm not referring to strictly to pastors who are deliberately trying to mislead others. But, you know, sometimes there are pastors who may unintentionally say the wrong thing. You know, they're righteous pastors. They're good pastors. All right. They preach the word of God. All right. And they they are Bible believing, true Christians. Okay. Um, they're awesome pastors. Okay. But us being human, let's say we may accidentally without even realizing it may say the wrong thing. Okay. We don't mean to, but we just happen to say the wrong thing. If you don't read the word, then you're just going to take that in. Okay. Whereas if you do read the word, all right, you can, let's say after service or whatever, um, when the time presents itself, you know, if you want to, you can say, hey, pastor, you know, I noticed that you said this, but it doesn't say that in the Bible. What it says is this, or, um, you know, why'd you say that? Or, you know, basically you... You put him in check. That way he doesn't make that mistake next time. All right. And maybe, I don't know, maybe he he may correct himself. Um, but for those who don't know the word, you just let the pastor give misinformation. All right. Now, because he gave misinformation, he just unintentionally, as I said, misled the congregation. All right. You're not studying the word. And and he just went outside the gospel. 
Okay, so turn with me to Second Timothy chapter. Three verses 16 through 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. All right, I'm going to read that again. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, verse 17 aside for a second. I'm going to read again verses 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That verse right there is for those who say, you know, well, how can you believe the Bible? Wasn't the Bible written by man? You know, how can you believe something that was man written? You know, um, how can you say and all of that nonsense? Okay. Yes, it was written by man, you know, it was written by themselves, but it was God who had led them to write the Bible, okay? It was the Holy Spirit who had led them to write the Bible. I'll give you, I'll give you an example, okay? You go a thousand years back. You remember when Moses had went up to Mount Sinai, all right? He eventually came back down with all of these laws, okay? Now, did Moses actually, you know, come up and think out all of these laws by himself? When Moses presented these laws, did he say, all right, this is what I say. I wrote these laws. I thought these laws out. These are my rules. What I say goes. I was the one who written them. I was the one who oversaw them. It was just me. It was just me on top of that mountain. I written all these laws. What I say goes. Did he say that? No. Is that what happened? No. When Moses went up to Mount Sinai, yes, he had written down these laws, but it was God who had instructed Moses and in what to write. That's a perfect example. All right. All scripture, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's a perfect example. All right. Um, rather, I should say, um, that's a perfect, using um, Moses and Mount Sinai, that's a perfect analogy for what I had just read. 
And that is why we read and study the word because the word the word is profitable for doctrine, for reproof and for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All right. In other words, it's perfect. Okay, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. In other words, that is the go to book to live how you are supposed to live. All right. That is that book tells us how to live our life. All right. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, see, the thing is, I am reading from the New King James Version. Okay? I'm reading from the New King James Version. Most of the time, more often than none, you will always find me reading from the New King James Version Bible. All right? And yet you will have a lot of people who are older than me, a lot of the older generation. They might hear someone read from the New King James Bible And they might say that, oh my goodness, how can you read such a, such a, such, such, um, such words? Why? Because they grew up on the King James Version. All right. Now, the Bible produces many different versions of the Bible. There are some that I will not read, okay, because there are some versions that are very distorting and they're very, you know, they're just out there and you can tell that they are not of God. Okay. Still, I do not know how they, they became published. Okay. But there are, and I'll say this, there are three different um, types of versions of the Bible that I read. Okay. Um, the New King James Version, the English Standard Version, and the King James Version. Okay. Now, again, you, you have to understand that there are some Bibles out there. <clears throat> And listen to what I say, because I don't mean to sound a certain certain kind of way. I don't when I say that there are certain Bibles out there. Okay, so please listen. All right, there are um, certain Bibles out there that are very reputable to read. Okay, like um, the English Standard Version, New King James Version, King James Version. Okay, but then there are some that I just again, as I said, I will not read. All right, for instance, and. and I kind of debate this, all right? I don't really read the um, New International Version, which is read by a lot of churches, 
A lot of churches read from the um, New International Version. I particularly um, do not care for that. All right. I think that that's a little too modern. Okay. Be that as it may. And I go back to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Okay. So when these versions of the Bible are written, when the English Standard Version of the Bible is written, all right, it is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. When the New King James Version was written, all right, it was given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for inspiration, for instruction, and in righteousness. And in righteousness, excuse me, all right? Whereas the same thing with the King James Version, all right? It was given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, and in righteousness, all right? Whereas you take another strange version that they have made and they do, they have some strange versions made because I think they have like a um, hundred and something different versions of the Bible. How can you, and I'm talking about in English, okay? How can you possibly have published that much versions of the Bible? That's impossible. That is impossible. They'll say, oh, you know, so more people can understand it better. There's only one way to understand the Bible. There's only one kind of teaching. You know? So when people write these, these, um, these versions of the Bible, you can tell that it was not written by the Holy Spirit. It was not given by inspiration of God. And it certainly is not profitable for doctrine and for reproof because you will not gain any knowledge from that Bible. Okay. Because there you know, and the Bible even tells the Bible itself even tells us, all right, that there is a lot of false doctrine out there. All right. It mentions, oh, Jesus is love. Jesus died for our sins. Jesus rose from the dead. God created um, the heavens and the earth, you know, and okay, that's, you know, it teaches us it teaches, it teaches us that, but then it throws a lot of lies in the, in between. So yes, there is a lot of false doctrine out there. Okay. In fact, right now I will, um, I'm going to read second Timothy chapter three. 
verses 16 through 17 from the English Standard Version. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching the truth, rebuking error, correcting faults, and giving instruction for righteous living, so that the person who serves God may be fully qualified and equipped to do every kind of good deed. All right. So we learn from those two verses alone that it is important to study the word. All right. And when we study the word, we have that knowledge that we're supposed to have, because as I said before, that way, as I said before, we won't fall susceptible to this world, all right? That we may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And for those who, who say, oh, well, you know, I don't have to read the Bible. As long as I just say that I believe in the Bible, you know, though, that's good enough. You know what? History has taught us otherwise, all right? It is because people did not study the word that you hear of what happened back in 1996 or, all right, because people did not study the word, you hear about... um what happened in um, the 1970s with um, Jim Jones, I think his name was. And why? That's because they did not study the word. It should have clicked when they say, wait, this guy's actually crazy. But no, these people that actually said, oh, yeah, we're Christians, we're Christians. This guy, he's just preaching God's word. This guy, he says that he's of God. And where did you learn that? What kind of what kind of what kind of man of God says that they are God? And you're just taking in everything that they're saying. And that's because you don't know the word and you just fall susceptible to these lies, to those lies. All right. It's something to be taken very seriously. All right. The Bible is to be taken very seriously because it is very real. And it is the truth. Okay. You know, other people can say, about other books. Oh, these books, these books, you know, oh, they're powerful, they're powerful, they're powerful. No, a lot of these other books, you know, they may be full of evil, but they are not like the Bible because the Bible is real. And the Bible is truth. And it can overcome and it will overcome anything. All right. The Bible is the only thing 
that we have to stand alone on. All right. Because, yes, we depend on we can depend on others. Okay, others that we love very much. All right. There's nothing wrong with that. There's people who we feel will not steer us wrong because, yes, maybe they do love me. Okay, people, they do love us. All right. But at the end of the day, we must stand alone on the word of God because the word of God will never lead us wrong. And it will always keep us on the right path. You know, one of the most relevant set of scriptures in the Bible, and I really like this set of scriptures, is when they had this Ethiopian unit trying to read the scripture. He was really trying to read the scripture. All right. Now, this guy, he was a soldier, which means clearly he had a job to do, but he was more interested in trying to read the scripture. However, his only problem was he couldn't understand any of it. He couldn't understand any of it. All right. So then. Philip had came along. He saw this Ethiopian reading the word. He was reading from the book of Isaiah. And he said, do you understand what you're reading? And this Ethiopian eunuch has said, how can I understand what I'm reading? How can I possibly understand what I'm reading? So Philip explained it to him. And he, that Ethiopian eunuch ended up becoming baptized. And it all came from him learning what the scripture said. Just the book of Isaiah. He got all of that from the book of Isaiah, from just from just one book of the Bible, an Old Testament book, mind you. Okay? And he received salvation from that. And he was, because he was just so focused on trying to study the word. All right? And this was before there was, um, there were Bibles printed. This was before um, all the books were placed in order. There were Bible verses. Okay. This was before um, Bibles were printed. All right. All he had to go on was just the book of Isaiah. So for all those people who call call other Christians, for all those people who call us, all right, Bible thumpers, all right, 
you're going to realize how wrong you are. You look at um, the book of Revelations, chapter 22, verses 18 through 19. Book of Revelations, chapter 22, verses 18 through 19. It is the last book of the Bible, last chapter of the Bible. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life when the holy city, from the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Think about that next time you try and second guess the word of God. All right. And how powerful it is in its power. All right. Why? Because all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And every single verse in this Bible is here that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. All right. Which means that the slightest, smallest verse that you take away from the word of God, God will take away your spot in heaven. That's, that's very true. That's very true. All right. And you think about that next time you decide to take the Bible lightly. I'm gonna, gonna finish this up soon. But before that, I wanna read from you. In fact, in fact, just the following verses. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. I charge you, therefore, before God in the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears. In other words, what does that mean when they say they have itching ears? They're only going to want to hear what they want to hear. All right. If you try and teach them something, yes, they'll accept what it says, but they're not going to accept what it means. All right. They will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. All that we must do and all that comes from reading the word. 
We must read the word. Why? So that we may be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. I'm going to use an analogy. All right. For that set of scripture. You look at our military. During wartime, we're constantly fighting, constantly training when we're not fighting, constantly coming up with new kind of ideas how to defeat the enemy, constantly thinking of how we can win the war, all right? Now, after the war is over, do we just stop training? Do we just stop practicing? Do we stop thinking on how we're going to win the next war? No, we have to continue. We have to continue to practice during peacetime. That way, when something else happens, we will be ready. And we will be ready to take on our next enemy, our future enemy. Why is that? Because we were practicing during peacetime. We don't just say, oh, well, nothing's going on now. You know, 20 years has passed. Let's just take a break for now. Let's just relax. You know, all is, all is quiet. You know, let's just relax, do nothing. No, we're constantly training and we're constantly learning new things so that we may learn how to fight and we and and we may learn how to win the next battle and we may adapt to our next enemy now before i get too much into that before i get too much into that <laughs> i said that i was going to close with that set of scripture but let me stop right there. And I am going to close with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, O Lord. Lord God, I thank you for the reading of your word, Heavenly Father, O Lord. Lord God, I pray, O Lord God, that you just continue to give us wisdom knowledge and understanding in the reading of your word, Heavenly Father. Oh Lord, help us apply your word to our everyday lives, oh Lord. 
and just continue to give us that will and that passion and that desire to continue to study your word, O Lord. And to always put you first, Heavenly Father, in our lives, O Lord. Lord, I thank you for your many blessings, Heavenly Father. In your name I pray, amen. Now, before I go, I'm going to leave you with these set of scriptures. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith.